Ooh, get better at everything public speaking. Trust us. Welcome, fitness pro mentors, to the 2-3X podcast, your business MBA. Glenn's laughing because I went, woo, right off the bat. Rick flared this thing off the bat. Love Rick. We actually started this whole thing doing Anchorman quotes, and we had to shush because it was just getting too deep. Hey, listen, on that note of Anchorman and getting too deep with woos, we're going to talk about something that's going to help you get instantly better at everything. It is something that has brought a tremendous amount of reoccurring revenue to Strata. Glenn has had experience with it. We talked about it last week. We're going to talk a little more about his fresh experience. And one of the reasons why in your organic marketing system, you need to be doing public speaking, presentations, and webinars. It's a keystone. But before we start, Glenn, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. I'm having a really good day. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little hopped up on coffee. Did Me some TCPTN presentation recordings. Oh, that's right. Yes, I got so. mine coming up too. Hey, everyone. So if you're checking this out live, uh, Glenn and I are both presenting in June at the Fitness Online Conference with CPTN. Glenn's going to be talking about sales copy. I got two topics. I'm doing myth busting for social media and marketing and our 100K Fist Formula system. I'm really excited about it. Uh, that Fitness Pro Mentors is going international. And by the way, I got invited to speak next year at a big public event live internationally that I'm going to tell about later. Do I have to it gets know? firmed out. I'll tell you later. I'll oh, tell you okay. off camera. But it's going to be uh, the biggest thing I've been invited to, so I'm pretty excited about that. But hey, listen, Fitness Pro Mentors is changing a lot of lives. And there's some cool stuff that we're doing helping you grow your business. And this is unabashedly one of the key things that has been great for helping perpetuate expert status. Glenn, take it away. It's so great that we have made it part of the cornerstone of our program. We're shooting right into this topic off the very bat in the most recent mentorship, and that is presentations and presentations and presentations and presentations. The reason I love the presentations so much and actually is because Brandon brought this to my attention and then it kind of all clicked. I had a eureka moment, which we might discuss a little bit later. Teaser had this eureka moment where it's like, wow, actually the presentations do actually tie in all the different skills that you require and need to build a build your own business. You know, for me, one of the litmus tests of um, being successful in marketing and business is that if you had to leave where you are right now, move halfway across the country and start back up again, could you be full in six months? Could you be full in six months? And I think that's a beautiful litmus landmark to have. And presentations really teach you all the skills that you need in order to have your own amazing marketing funnel marketing system. You get to learn how to communicate and talk in front of crowds. You have to work on the promotional material. You have to work on the copy for the promotional material for email copies. You have to get better at speaking, inviting people to your event. You have to get better at talking to people and doing what we call kind of pain funneling, something we get from Sandler where you have to learn how to talk to people after the event on the phone to see if they're a good fit for you in your system, if they want to become clients for you. There are so many skills that you get from running presentations and seminars that if you were to run a seminar every other week for six weeks, sorry, every other week for six months, I think you would be the busiest personal trainer that you'd want to be if you kept up with it. And that's why today we're talking all about presentations because it really ties in everything that we talk about in the Fitness Pro Mentors program. Yeah, there's a... There's something that we have just been coining. And I remember I was doing one of our staff meetings and I started saying, we just need to be seen. We need to be seen. And that really is what the marketing is all about is that once your messaging is dialed in and you have your language clearly defining the dream outcome that you provide and speaking to the pains of the avatars that are in front of you, the next thing you need to do once you have that dialed in is become the expert on that thing. If you go to a bar, you're talking to a friend and you're like, I got to get my deck fixed. It's all busted. You go, oh, I got a guy for that. You need to become the guy or the gal for the problem that you solve. And that becomes 
That comes from becoming the expert on that. How do you become the expert in your town for this specific problem? Let's be serious. Personal training is a competitive commodity sector. You can go out down the street here and I can show you 15 personal trainers within a three minute drive of where this building is right now. No one does what I do. No one does what Glenn does. And this is one of the reasons why there are more people in this facility charging over $100 an hour than there is anywhere else in this small town because we have an expert niche that we provide a solution to. So how do you become an expert status individual? There are a lot of different ways, but this presentation public speaking strategy is such a great thing because like Glenn was saying, there's a bunch of skills that you have to practice to be a good, competent, salesy, markety public speaker. But if you can master those skills, it becomes something that's transferable amongst many platforms. And heck, and I'm hate, I hate saying this. I know right now, if I quit everything I was doing in this industry, I could go to another industry and do sales and marketing presentation just because I can communicate. Those skills that you will learn will help you forever. One of the most powerful things you can do. Anyway, let's jump into some more specific stuff. I think one of the things that I love technically about presentations is improvisation. And I think this is pretty big and pretty huge in our industry. And I think this is one of the unsung heroes of being really good at doing presentations. Because even though you have a flow of what you want to be doing, and even though you know what you're going to be saying next, there is a level of reading the crowd and reading the room. There is a level of pausing, asking questions, and being able to answer those questions in a moment based on all the knowledge you've accumulated over the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twenty, thirty years of being in the field. This improvisation is going to make you a better communicator when you're just talking to people. It's going to make you better on the gym floor when you are working with your clients. Because how often does a client come in ready to work on exactly what you think they're going to work on today? At least I know for us, because we work with a lot of people who are very sensitive, a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort. I know that very rarely, even when I go and I plan out what I want to do with someone before they come in, excuse me, very loosely, does it ever really go according to the way I want it to? So I think one of the most amazing things you get, excuse me, it's all that coffee. One of the most amazing things you get from doing presentations is learning to be a better improviser. And here's the thing, confidence comes from building skills and doing something repetitively. When you feel better at something, you are going to feel more confident at it. And if you can feel very confident in other aspects of your life, just being put on the spot, this confidence that you get from doing presentations, it really transfers to everything else in life. Literally everything. And that's one of the reasons why when I look at skills, things that are important, if it can have an impact on my business, but also impact every other aspect of my life, it is something that I want to work and I want to lock in. Sure, there's something to be said that like maybe learning lighting and videography isn't the most important thing that's not going to transfer to every other thing in your life. But be able to think on your feet, be able to be a strong communicator and help people, these are life skills that help you literally in every single facet of your life. So here's a timeline for me of how this public speaking thing has really changed a lot of my life. So 23 years old, I got hired by Mr. Tom Purvis, wonderful opportunity to start teaching RTS. I had not done too many group presentations at that time, small things at First Genie Fitness, but I had to get competent speaking in front of people. So because I wanted to get really good at it, Dave Friday, who is a good friend of ours, he did a podcast with him, I absolutely love him. Uh, I told him, hey, listen, I wanna get good at speaking at this stuff, can I borrow you, can you help me study? And so we took the RTS manual, we took all the different headings of the name of each chapter, and I said, I'm gonna try to teach you something from just the headings of each chapter. So I got really, really good at hot dogging it. 
where I took one thing, one bite, and I got good at presenting it and communicating it. And then he would go, okay, well, say it to somebody else now. So I have to speak to an older senior trainer and then to a beginner trainer. That exercise, we went over that for months, and I felt really good about it, and that turned into me teaching the missing link. Beautiful. I'm really comfortable speaking in front of trainers now. I love it. I've done, I don't have countless hours of it now. From there, after learning that skill set, I started doing that within my client base when I was working at Maximum Fitness. And that's great. That helped me actually save up all of the initial money to open Strata Internal Performance. So I learned some skills from Tom Purvis, practiced them, took those skills, jumped right in, got good at public speaking, terrified myself, started public speaking in front of Strata, all my clients, preparing for Strata rather, and that helped me grow over six figures of reoccurring business even before I opened this gym. And then now, here we go. Now, fast forward, a friend of mine, totally sidetracked, but is an example of where this can go if you really want it to, and I don't do this now, but a buddy of mine hurt his back from playing drums. As many of you know, I play drums. I literally one day, with no skill set with video or mics, started recording into my computer a quick video tutorial on how to have your back not hurt from playing the drums. Put it on YouTube, got 100,000 views, and then from there, I got invited to start recording videos for an international drum magazine. Now, that has not helped this business at all, but it has completely gone from Tom Purvis to teaching to presentations to doing YouTube video to getting a bunch of audience, then from there getting an opportunity to speak at a magazine, and now I have a book deal where eventually I'll be going to BC and recording a bunch of video content. Part of the reason why that opportunity has even arose was not because of the knowledge that I have, but also because I'm a competent and comfortable presenter. I'm organized looking, I'm animated, and I can deliver things rather concisely. I even have had Years ago, someone in here offered me a sales position for their glass construction company because of my ability to articulate sentences on the go. I bet the same for him. Actually, I know you've had opportunities similar to that. So here's the deal. Sorry, I don't mean to, but here's the deal is take this, take this idea, and some of you will listen to this and go, Shannon, that's a great idea. I'll do that tomorrow. No, book something now, book a presentation, figure it out, tell everyone I'm doing something in two weeks and then figure out your topic, go and do it because the sooner you get better at speaking in front of people and entering the communication flow mode, you'll get better. It really is one of those things where you take action on it and don't have, don't be attached to the results. I'm going to say that like, don't be attached to the results, right? This is great distinction. And I love telling people this because they make it a huge difference for me. And maybe it's my bias. There's a difference between being uh, committed to an outcome versus attached to an outcome. When I do presentations, when I really try to do anything in my life, I'm committed to doing it with a high quality. I'm committed to it turning out well. I'm committed to helping people. I'm committed it. I'm committed to it improving who I am as a human being. And I absolutely have standards and I have um, uh, KPIs that I measure and track along the way. But here's the thing: I'm not attached to it. I'm not attached to how it goes. I just want it to go as well as it can, and then I'm gonna look back and reevaluate and say, hey, where could I improve it and where could I be better on it next time? You know, Brennan had an interesting story there, and, and it doesn't all make sense in a, in a second, where he started from this one place of being like a, like a decent speaker with some skill, but then to just do over time, repeating the process in different ways, speaking to a camera, recording for stuff for FPM, and now doing stuff with CPTN, to this event that he alluded to that even I don't know about. Thanks, Brandon, way to keep us in the dark here. But he's got this beautiful transition. For me, mine started a little bit uh, when I was younger. I got invited to, as a part of my grade six class, to do the speech that I created for this uh, course in English, to go speak in front of the school. Terrified, nervous, totally bombed. I remember it very well. And then, over the years, didn't do too much public speaking. Got to university, 
And I thought to myself, doing this one presentation on this topic I really, really like, which was about self-talk, was the psychology of sport. I said to myself, I'm going to not read off my cue cards. I'm not going to read off cue cards. I'm going to learn the information. I'm going to be able to look at something and just talk about it. And we were the only presentation in a 200-person lecture about, uh, I think there were something like uh, maybe 30 or 35 different presentations. We were the only group where I was the only person speaking and everybody else was reading off cue cards and all the other groups. And instantaneously, you could see the room shift where as to where most students during other people's presentations were on their phone, typing and stuff, not really paying attention. All of a sudden there's this guy talking to them, looking them in the eye, articulating things, and I could feel the room shift and look at me. And all of a sudden, I, what I understood was I had commanded respect from my peers. Now where's this going? I wasn't a great public speaker, and I took the time to build that skill, and now B, into my second point here, which is when you do presentations, people cannot help see you as an expert. Just by being the person at the front of the room, even if other people know more about you, sorry, know more about you, know more about the topic, people are going to see you as the expert just by being at the front. And this is huge. Because if you were to move halfway across the country and start from scratch again, the more presentations you do, the more of an expert you're going to be seen by all these other people, the more they're going to talk, the more you're known in your new living location or your new town and the quicker you get to be seen as an expert. The reason why we convert so many of our leads coming into Strata, big reason is because we're seen as experts. And because Brand has spent a heck of a lot of time doing presentations for the past five years, it's because before we had our COVID shutdown, I was doing presentations and I'm back doing it now. And we're gonna keep doing this. It's the reason why FPM is blowing up because Brendan does presentations, interviews every week. I do some live stuff every now and again for FPM, but now with CP10, CPTN, I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to stop myself because I'm really passionate, really excited. You have to be doing presentations. You have to. There's just too many glorious things that come out of it. So let's talk about some practical things that you can do with the storytelling and this presentation thing because I think that this is a really keystone with this. So yes, we have iterated over the last few minutes the importance of speaking in front of people and the emphasis it can have with what Glenn was talking about, which I love to call the podium effect. When you get in front of people, there is a, an instant expert status perception, and your job is to really not screw it up. But once you have that attention and you get in front of people and you can figure this out, well, now do, how do we connect with people? How do we have the story of a presentation convert? And then how do you systematize it to become a bit of a business? So I'm going to let Glenn speak to the storytelling side of it in a second because he has some great stuff that he likes to talk about with this. But I want to talk about the mechanics of this for one second of how this whole thing has to go down. Once you create the name of a topic and you create a topic, first and foremost, pick something that appeals to the audience, your prospects, dreamed outcome of what you do. So if there's someone who are paying people, you know, three secret hacks resolving pain with exercise that your doctor doesn't want to know, right? That's a very sneaky name, very direct, and it's very clear they're going to get three things when they leave your thing. Great. So the question is one, well, how do you market the event? How do you get people to show up? How do you get people engaged? Well, that third part's the storytelling Glenn, the Glenn, thing that Glenn's going to do. And then at the very end, I like to try and have a combination of a survey strategy and a this or that option where everyone in the room is given an opportunity of something so great that they will feel stupid to say no, <laughs> honestly. And that sounds silly, but at the end of the day, if you have a combination of super salad and one's free and one costs $2, they can get something no matter what. So, Marketing-wise, this entire event, the truth is, if you have a hot audience of people in front of you, you can already, using your inbound audience, ask people, hey, I'm doing an event. Do you know anyone that would benefit from coming from this thing? 
Second, one of my favorite things to do, and we got this from Ruben Dreiger in his interview, is talking about connection content. Go live on your Facebook or Instagram feed and tell a compelling story about you and your challenges with weight loss or pain or hypertrophy. And then be like, hey, listen, everyone, I'm super passionate about this and I want to help more people like you. I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but I'm doing an event this Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time at Strata and Journal Performance on three secret hacks to resolve back pain with exercise that your doctor doesn't want to know. I'd love for you all to come. I want to share a bunch of incredible information so you can hear how I overcame this back pain. Little things like that, invite people in is great. And this is where having email lists and all that are very powerful. Now, people come to the event. We need to tell a story. Glendon, tell me a story. You want me to tell you a story? No, I want you to tell me how to tell stories. Tell a story. So there's so many different ways to tell a story. And the way I lean on the most and the way I think about the most is actually a framework that we use here at FPM, but I'm going to tell you it through the eyes of a different man. His name is Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell is widely considered one of the greatest storytellers of all time. And this is because he really understands myths and what makes myths work. If you've ever seen the movie Star Wars, one of the greatest space operas of all time, you can't ask anyone if they know what Star Wars is. They'll say, yes, I know exactly what Star Wars space is. Space opera? Space opera. You know what it is? It's a, you know, you know space opera? It's I, literally a genre of movie. Listen, we're pretty nerdy here, but I've never heard anyone in my comic book working years, anyone <laughs> calling Star Wars an opera. So that's awesome. Look, you look it up. It, the, 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 it's, sci-fi, it's a sci-fi drama. We call it a space opera. Anyways, Joseph Campbell was actually consulted by George Lucas for the screenwriting for the original saga episodes four, five, and six, right? What most people widely consider some of the best space science fiction movies of all time, time, right? But the reason why they consulted with him is because he was amazing at telling stories. And this is essentially what Joseph Campbell related to George Lucas, is that every hero in a story right? Luke Skywalker, for example, starts in a place where they are in status quo. They are themselves. There's no real problems. There's no real issues. And they come up against a challenge. And what happens in this challenge? They fail. Something happens to them that they can't overcome. It causes them a lot of emotional discomfort and stress. And so now the hero, in order to now grow and to overcome the challenge, has to go through this learning curve of learning the skills, having the growth to when that challenge has now come up again, be able to overcome it and face it head on. Luke Skywalker's story is he is this boy who is like a farm boy on a small little planet. Somebody comes, kills his family, right? And get, gets a message about the world needing to be saved, the planet needing to be saved. And he takes it upon his shoulders to grow into the person that is going to have to save essentially the world from the evil empire. And this happens over three movies. And he gets help from different mentors along the way. Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of them, Yoda. And through all these different mentors and a support team, he learns the skills to grow. And eventually, when he has to face off against the empire in his final battle, he ends up with the skills that he needs to, the support team he needs to, to save the world and planet. And so every time we tell a story, or every time we give a seminar, we are trying to essentially tell a story of where people are coming right now in their status quo, what kind of pains and discomforts and things are they struggling with, right? The antagonists, the problems, their issues. And then we're going to introduce some of the mentors and heroes along the way that are going to help them. And then we're going to show them, and so they can have this kind of eureka moment, this transformation, 
where they all of a sudden get the knowledge, information, the experience to grow so that when they leave the seminar, they feel like they have the tools and are empowered to start transforming even more and taking the steps they need to get to where they want to go. So if we were, for example, doing a seminar on how to move and exercise pain-free, some of the problems that people might come with is, I have pain and discomfort in my low back. My neck is tight. I have osteoarthritis in my knees. These are all problems that they have, and it has some sort of emotional cost with them. They're worried they're not going to enjoy their retirement. They're frightened about the next decade, whatever that may be for them. And then we're going to do some of the heroes, some of our mentors in the story. Well, let me tell you about muscles and how stronger muscles can help you protect your knees or help those muscles that may be overworked relax more so there's not so much tightness. And then I'm going to help take them through a practical demonstration about how you can strengthen your muscles or how you can start using them differently so that you've got less pain, you have less discomfort. I might take them through something where they increase their range of motion right away and they even feel better. And then the very end, they're going to feel transformed. They're going to say, hey, here's what I want you to do next. I'm going to ask them to be here. I'm going to have a call to action and say, listen, if you're interested in learning more about our process and what we do, I'm happy to talk to anyone afterwards about their body, see if there's any way we might be able to support you a little bit more. Does anyone have any questions? Do a little Q&A. And then we're going to give away a complimentary assessment, report of findings, excuse me, a complimentary consultation assessment, report of findings to one lucky person in that uh, seminar. And that's kind of how we would take people through that story flow. Now, I know this was long-winded, and I appreciate Brandon letting me talk so long here, not cutting me off. I think I did an all right job explaining all that here, shaking his head. We're doing okay? Space opera. <laughs> I'm going to finish on this note. This is why this format works so dang well. People aren't going to remember information that you give them. They're going to remember how you felt. Sorry, how you made them feel. And the best way to help people feel differently is to tell a story. And this is something that we've practiced over and over, and this is something we teach in the mentorship consistently, is how to tell better stories. Could something you can use in your presentations, when you write copy, when you're going live. It is one of the most tremendous skills that, had a, that has had a huge impact on my life. I'm so grateful for Brandon for helping me chisel out the way I tell stories. Space opera. Space opera. Look it up, everyone. Look it up. It's a thing. I promise you. I spent four years of my life working in a comic book store, and I never heard that. Anyway. I love this. So this is great, right? So now we've got a couple of things. How do we get people into the event? How do we tell stories that people are going to care about? And then at the very end, Glenn talked about how he likes to give away something like an assessment process at the end of the session. So what we've started doing, and funny enough, literally got a prospect last night from doing this, is we've created a, a really new, like a, a new survey that's specific to our business that I'm really excited about. And this survey is a very simple strategy that we use for outbound and inbound marketing strategies. I think it's a great way for resurrections and to grow your business in all sorts of different ways. But we've got a new survey downstairs. And at the bottom of the survey, there are three different options that people can check up their interest level, right? Most of the time it's like, hey, would you be interested in what we do? Right. That's a very like, hey, do you want to give us money for what we do? Right. Yes. Not a lot of people, unless they're super hot temperature leads, are going to be interested in that. Even when someone goes through your whole presentation, even if they listen to Glenn's compelling space opera or whatever they listen to from there, is there's going to be different temperature leads throughout the entire presentation. Cold, warm and hot. Even at the end, they're like, I don't know if this Glenn guy, I don't know if this Brandon guy is really so good at this stuff. I don't know about that. So what we did is we've created three different levels of interest where people can get three things, each one incrementally more engaging, leading into the next step. Yes, I'd be interested in joining a free community with a bunch of free resources and information to help me do X, Y, and Z. 
our Facebook group strategy. We've talked about that before. Yes, I would like a free ebook on three steps to manage pain, X, Y, and Z. Cool. Yes, I'd be interested in learning more. Each of those are given an opportunity, their own individual box, and has an opportunity to check which interest level they are. It's pretty much us saying, are you sort of interested, moderately interested, or really interested? And if someone checks all three, we know they are a much hotter lead. And this helps us kind of script how we're going to have a conversation with them and what we're going to do for different interest levels. I love it. And the truth is, it's funny, we actually have this exact survey at the front door of the gym and someone last night walked in when someone was with the client, Taylor was with the client, and someone filled it out. So this month we're up to 18 prospects in 19 days. 18? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, man. Crazy. All from organic strategies from the Glenn presentation and people referral calling and people just showing up and resurrections and that's just completely insane. It's all something that you can do. Here's the thing. I'll throw this out there. If you want to teach for one of these companies that you love, if you want to start your own education thing, if you want to grow your business really, really fast, speaking in front of people is going to be something you have to get good at. And it's something that all the people you look up to that are like quote unquote leaders have gone through those trial and tribulations of public speaking, getting over those fears and improvising. It's something that you just can't not benefit from doing. So you have to go do it. You got to go do it. Go talk to strangers. Get in front of people. I love it. I love it too, Brandon. That's I, a good place to put a pin in it. What I do was, you think? I was going to say, we, we could, here's the thing. I think we could talk about presentations for hours because it really does encapsulate every single thing that we teach in the mentorship. As Brandon said, everybody, book a presentation. And here's the thing, because I know this comes up um, sometimes when I coach people in the mentorship. A lot of people are going to work at other gyms. And they are going to maybe a little bit, be a little bit hesitant because they're like, well, it's not my gym. I don't have my own spot to, to do it. You know, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be a good idea, if it's going to work that well because it might seem competitive with other people. Here's the thing. If you're working at another gym and you are paying rent there and you're helping them bring in the cashola, they're going to be head over heels happy that you're doing this. I haven't had anybody who works at another gym say uh, to me after they've asked their a gym owner, if they could do a presentation, say it was a bad idea. Most gym owners are, are over the top about you giving more value to any current members that are there and be able to help you get busier. So honestly, if you're thinking about how do I grow my business, book a presentation right now, get whoever needs to be enrolled, enrolled, and go for it. Go for it. What do you have to lose other than building more awesome, amazing skills and getting more clients, honestly? So on that note before, because he didn't remember to do this, and I'm going to ask him anyway, Glenn, what is your pick of the week? Oh, my goodness. That's right. So mine's kind of a twofer that's going to be combined together, and it's going to make sense. I picked up an Elgato uh, green screen the other day for my home studio. I want to play around with some green screen stuff, having myself there on top of different things without anything else in the background. I love it, A. And here's the second part, B. When I was looking at um, what green screen I wanted... There were two green screens right next to each other, pretty much the exact same thing, functioning the exact same way. One was Elgato, and then one was from another company I've never heard of, about the same price point. I looked at them and I said, well, which one do I want? Because I already have an Elgato Stream Deck, because I already have an Elgato uh, capture card for my camera that I use in my setup at home. Instantaneously, no brainer, I was like, you know what? I wanna get the Elgato one because it's a brand that I trust and I respect. They have good quality products and I want to keep with that. And this is where really this comes together as a twofer is people are going to start seeing you in your hometown where you work one-on-one with people 
as the expert within your brand. Elgato's done a great job as the brand for individual creators who work from their home and want to have their own studios. And I trust them because they keep doing great work over and over again. If you keep doing great work with your clients, keep providing great service, you're an expert communicator, you do presentations, your brand awareness in your town is going to go up and it's going to get better and better. And people are going to want to buy in even hotter and hotter. So that's why my pick of the day is the Elgato green screen because A, it's a super cool tool that I can add to my at-home setup, but B, because I trust that brand and building brand awareness and brand experience is huge no matter what you do and who you are and what town you're in, no matter how big the population. Very cool. I'm excited yeah. to see what you do with it. Thank you, Brandon. What's yours? Mine is giving back. Oh, so good. And I want to tell a story and the reason why this is actually kind of like interestingly how this all comes around because it was not going to be my pick of the week, but it's funny how it turned out. So... Drum story to FPM story. I've been playing drums for a long time. I've been a part of a gym membership, a gym membership, an online drum lesson membership for a website called jpbouvet.com. It's a drummer I'm really a big fan of. You've never heard of him before because he's kind of a B-level celebrity drummer. He's played with some big names. Uh, I've become a friend with him over the last few years, which is pretty cool. So I've learned a lot from him, and frankly, his website has taught me a ton. And so he launched a brand new website, and I sent him a quick email. I said, dude, your website's looking absolutely great. I hope this turns into a $200,000 a year venture for you. You don't want me asking, like, what are you doing to grow this thing? I had zero interest. I wasn't trying to fish and prod to try and grow his business, but he responded pretty promptly. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out this business stuff. I'm finishing some new school stuff, and I'm going entering into a business season. I said, hey, you know what? Jump on a call with me. Let me just, like, zero pressure. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Let me see if I can help out. So for the last three weeks, I've been offering some here and there advice to help him start growing his business with some marketing stuff. And frankly, he's got the exact opposite problem that everyone here has. He's got 40,000 followers on multiple platforms. He already has an audience. It's just converting it. So it's it's easy. It's kind of fun. Anyway, I'm helping this guy and he's giving back to me. He's letting me do his membership website for free right now, which is super cool. Uh, don't tell him that when he comes on, but he's letting me access his content and I'm still getting drum lessons and I'm helping him out. It's great. Now, here's the reason why I bring this up is because I was doing all this because he's given so much back to me. I wanted to help him because I really think he deserves all the success and I am not in an online business education 